Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero CEO, we delve deep into the world of entrepreneurship alongside chartered financial analyst and seasoned entrepreneur, Brooke Lively. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. This is going to be a cool episode because we're going to talk about the hidden strategies to exponentially grow your business, right? So these are like potentially covert. Um, I'm curious to hear what's so secret about some of them. I, I want to rip the Band-Aid off, right? I just want to get right to the nuts and bolts of this. And so can you give me like maybe uh, three hidden strategies that entrepreneurs listening to this might not know about? So I think really... The biggest thing that we focus on, I'm going to take three strategies and combine them into one. Okay. And we're going to call it the rule of thirds. And here's what it is. When we look at gross profit, so after revenue minus cost of goods sold, we want one third of that to go to your people, one third of that to go to your operating expenses, and we want one third of that to go to profit. Mm-hmm. Your pocket. Yeah. Now realize that profit from that profit, you have to pay taxes, right? You need to reinvest in your business. You may have to bonus out some people, mm-hmm. but but that's what we're looking for. And there are a lot of different levers that you can pull within those different categories to achieve those kinds of, of returns. But frankly, most people don't ever get anywhere close to that. Right. They're, they're usually struggling along and they can't quite get to that next point. So again, let's talk about like a hidden strategy here. What, you know, somebody listening to this right now is saying, oh, I wish I could get to the point where I have a third, a third, and a third, but mm-hmm. I still, I don't even have one of the thirds. So how can we get that entrepreneur to then kind of exponentially grow their business to have those three thirds available? Like, What are some of the things that they're missing? Well, I think um, let, let's start with the third that they probably don't have, which is profit, right? Right. So when we're looking at profit, one of the things that we do is we create a profit plan. We don't like, we don't use the B word, budgets. That's an, that's, a, that's an ugly word. That is a very ugly word. Nobody <laughs> wants a budget. A budget. No. Ooh, that's uh. restrictive. That's like... Tell you what you can't do. We're entrepreneurs. We're all about the possibility, not right. the prohibition. <laughs> so we want, we create profit plans. Okay. So it's create a profit plan, plan to have some profit, look at the numbers and say, okay, if I do this kind of marketing, it will drive this kind of revenue. Mm-hmm. And if I drive that kind of revenue, how many people do I have to have? To get that, to, to make like that product. It's like, it's like you're reverse engineering the profit in a sense. You're saying, so instead of thinking about like how much I have to make, it's, you know, how many people, how many customers do I need at X dollars to get this much money? That's a good yeah. way of looking. It's a good way of looking at it versus just like, I got to make profit. I got to make profit. It's more, it's more specific, right? Let's plan for it. Let's, yeah. let's start the year knowing that we're going to have it. To get 30 customers or whatever, right? And then yeah. w- once you have that, what what's the next step? Then it's looking at it every month. So, you know, I talk about the seven key numbers or the seven key reports that you need to look at in your business. 
to know if you're on track. And one of them is the, and, uh, you know, intuit absolutely the makers of quickbooks absolutely mm-hmm. refuses to mm-hmm. change the name of this report i don't know why they insist on calling it the budget to actual report they will not change it to the profit plan to actual report i like that name a lot more i know isn't it so much better <laughs> but you need to take you need to pull that budget to actual report every month and say am i on track am i not on track if i'm not on track why not Right. If I'm ahead, why? What did I like, do right? What did I do right? Exactly. People. L- let me so let me often, double down on that. Yeah, people so often focus on the negative. Right. And they but don't... we need to focus on the positive just as much so that we can keep doing that thing that we're doing right and right. have more of those positive outcomes. I know you mentioned Intuit QuickBooks. Like, let's say an entrepreneur listening, most people are not going to have Intuit and QuickBooks for the most part. They're going to be using a Google Sheet. Is that okay? If so, what do they really have to be doing in order to keep track of these things to make sure that things are on track? I'm going to tell you that QuickBooks is not a big investment. Right. But let's just say you're just starting out, right? You literally, you're an, you're an entrepreneur, you just graduated college, you have a business idea and you want to validate it before you kind of invest in any processes or programs or, you, you know, because a lot of people out there, they're tired of the rat race. Maybe mm-hmm. they just got laid off. Maybe they do have an idea and they just want to kind of dip their toe in the water. Yeah. So it's more about like less is more, you know, minimum viable product kind of thinking lean methodologies. Like let me use the available tools that I have at my disposal. Google sheets has AI and it kind of does a lot of work for you. So I'm just trying to think of like, what are the the three key things maybe that you would say to someone? Well, you gotta, you gotta make sure you have these three things in your, in your, you know, accounting process or whatnot. So when I look at your P and L, when I look at your profit and loss, I want to see one line item that is the expense of all of your payroll. Okay. You can have salaries, taxes, insurance. You can have all of that in one line if you want. Mm-hmm. But I want your people in a line. Got it. I want you to have your marketing in a line. Okay. Because really, I don't want you to spend more than, you know, depending upon the size of your company. Right. And if we're talking that small, probably not more than about 5 or 10% on marketing. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to see that that line item. Yeah. And then the the rest of your operating expenses can be on another line. Now, the way I would do it, because I am a finance girl and I'm a numbers girl, and I'm going to make the spreadsheet a little complicated. So I'll of probably course. have a ton like, of macros. <laughs> you know, I've got the page that's all the operating expenses line itemed out. And so it's, right. you know putting it over here, but yeah, I, th- those are the things because you want to be looking at those percentages on an ongoing basis. And I wrote a book called From Panic to Profit. Ooh, and like one of the things I did in it, and it's on page 48 here, I'm going to show you, Okay, is I've got the line well, items. Payroll, well, marketing, operating expenses, tax. That I, I love it. This is great. This this shows you how much you should be spending depending upon your revenue level. Yeah, that looks fantastic. So, you know, if you are that zero to 250, you should be spending 40% on your payroll and 5% on marketing. 
Wow. Yeah. So, you know, are you within industry standards? Mm-hmm. Are you running a, a ship-shaped business? I love that. That's that's, that's really good because it's like a cheat sheet almost what you just showed me. And um, now I want to get out of the trenches for a minute and go to the front line, the, the juicy yeah. the juicy part. And I want you to tell the audience listening how you helped scale a company from $0 to seven figures in under two years. Like what were the key strategies that contributed to that kind of growth? So I believe in running a company based on data. Mm, love it. Most entrepreneurs, and I'm, I'm, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm Ooh. one of you. I'm with you. <laughs> but most uh. of us start a company because we have a passion for mm-hmm. a product or a service. We don't start it because we're like, oh. I just want to own a business and operate a business so No much. way. No way. Um, most business owners don't have an educational background in how right. to run a business, right. right? All the people that have that are working for big corporations. Right. CEOs, CFOs, VPs, all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I got you. I happen to have that educational background. Nice. And so, you know, when I got into a company... And we're spinning it up. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. These numbers don't add up. Mm. And we need to raise prices. So I went in. Wow. What I want to do is I'm I'm raising prices 20%. Wow. Everyone went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pa- <laughs> That's why it's called panic to profit. <laughs> That's right. They were panicked. I'm like, no, no, we're headed to profit. We're making profit. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, we're going to raise prices 20%. And so- Smart. They're hyperventilating. And I said, do you think one out of five clients is going to quit? Hmm. And they said, well, no. I'm Hmm. like, well, let's say worst case scenario, one out of five clients quits. You all will make the same amount of money and no one has to come into the office on Fridays. Right. Because you're still making the same amount. Should make the same amount. That's that's super smart. And so, you know, it's it's little things like that. Looking at the data, you know, how long does it take to produce this product? How much pressure does it put on on your team? Right. It, you know, how many can you do at a particular time? Mm-hmm. What is our net new? Right, because because so the, the scalability is a factor now. Like if you're if you're you know you have ten clients and you only have enough bandwidth to take ten clients, but you have mm-hmm. twenty trying to get in, what do you do? Right, and if if your capacity is ten clients, and you're I'm going to say net new because you always lose clients and you're bringing mm-hmm. new ones on. So let's mm-hmm. say, you know, two quit and three come on. Mm-hmm. That's net new plus one plus one. Yeah. So let's say you've got five clients and you're net new plus one every month. And you can see this. You've been really steady at net new yeah. one. You have a chart that shows you the growth. You, you see this. You've got five months until your team is maxed out. Mm, got it. You have five months to hire and train and get your next wow. hire in place. That's a really good way of looking at it. I like yeah. that. So like, again, it's all about planning, it sounds like, with you. And 
Um, so that I guess that brings me to the point of like this process that you're bringing up to me. You can hire somebody who has a financial business background to help you through this journey, but there's also the way we live today after a pandemic and with everyone working from home, being able to cherry pick really talented people to work remotely part-time, right? To help you get to a certain place. So tell me um, how you can determine which approach is the right move for your business, hiring somebody full-time to work for you in-house or just cherry picking talented people to work for you as like a fractional CFO, whatever you want to call it. What are your thoughts? So you're going to start fractional with whatever you are. If you're at that zero, start fractional, start okay. virtual. Um, people hold on to the accounting for way too long. Get rid of it pretty fast. Cause I promise you, you're a bad bookkeeper. Ooh. And it takes you. Say that that again. (laughs) You are a very, very bad bookkeeper. And it takes you a long time to do the bookkeeping. And in the amount of time that it would take you to do the bookkeeping. So let's say you're spending 10 hours a month, two hours a week on the, or, you know, two or three hours a week on the bookkeeping. Right. In that 10 hours. You could have gotten so much other stuff done. (laughs) How many... How much client work could you do? Right. How much could you have sold? How much? And and think about it that way. Yeah. And is that more or less than you would pay a bookkeeper? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If that and, ten if that ten hours would have equated to three thousand dollars, and you would have maybe paid a bookkeeper five hundred dollars, just putting a number out there, you just made twenty five hundred bucks. Go hire the bookkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're wasting money. In time. And the example I use yeah. is you've got a surgeon emptying bedpans in your hospital. Wow. That is a great analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. So I'm, I'm stealing that from you. When we start our business, we wear a lot of different hats, right? You know, you're doing the work. You've got the owner hat. You've got the bookkeeper hat. You've got the receptionist hat. You've got the office manager hat. You've got the... You know, a lot I mean, of hats. <laughs> if there's a hat, you're wearing it. Right. <laughs> you've got the head of marketing. You've got the salesperson hat. You've got all the hats. Yep. And as you grow, part of growth is taking off those hats. Right? Handing, them to, handing them to other people. Handing them to other people. Bookkeeping really is a hat that you need to take off pretty quickly. Got it. And um, And let's say somebody wanted to hand you the hat. Where can they find out more about your service and what you provide for people and how you can help them? Well, so there are two ways to do that. So the first is go to cathcap.com and that's our website. And you can get a hold of me there. You can find out more about what we do. But, you know, I was talking about the rule of thirds earlier, Mm -hmm. Jason. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I'd like to do, we have what we call the profit finder. And it helps companies see where they're spending their money. Mm-hmm. Am I spending it properly for a company my size? And am I spending 40% on payroll? Am I overspending or underspending on, on payroll? Am I overspending or underspending on my marketing? Right. Is my profit where it should be? So I've got that actually in a computer program. 
where they can go on, people can go online and just put their information in and it will give them a report. I'd love to make that available to your listeners. Please do. That's, that's great. All right. So should we just say, go to calfcap.com forward slash zero to CEO? Sounds like a plan to me. All right. It'll take them right there. And then they can see what they're doing and where they need to tighten up. Love it. Awesome, guys. Check out cathcap.com. Brooke, thank you so much. Everybody, go from panic to profit. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.